Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So let me offer some observations about the 2016 presidential election, and let me offer my first observation, which I think is going to be fairly surprising to most of you. You know, it used to be that the main question we asked of a presidential candidate was, can they be trusted? This came particularly after the Watergate years when we'd had such disappointment in our leaders, where Richard Nixon had proven himself uh, so duplicitous, and I would even say at times amoral. And we really wanted to know, could our leaders be trusted? And that was the question for a long time. Could they be trusted? And then occasionally we were surprised by a leader who could ennoble us and who could call us forward with a vision of destiny. But now the main question that people seem to be asking of their presidential candidates is, does this person articulate my anger? Anger is the main force behind our politics today. Anger is what animates our politics. Anger is what we hope to hear, many of us, from our presidential candidates. And so this election is being defined by anger, from Bernie Sanders on the left uh, to Donald Trump on the right and everyone in between. Anger is the issue. Anger over the uh, lead in the waters in Flint, Michigan. Anger over Black Lives Matter. Anger over abortion. Anger over Barack Obama. Anger over immigration. Anger over just about everything. The problem is that anger does not illuminate. It does not elevate. uh, It does not ennoble. What it does is divide. It turns us in opposition to. It makes us uh, work against focus against, not with. And I want to suggest as my first little observation of the 2016 presidential election, that anger has become a religion for some people. I've known this for quite some time. I actually have gone to speak in churches and afterward in good Bible believing, you know, evangelical type, uh, you know, Jesus loving churches. I've had people walk up to me afterwards and talk about killing the president. Now, I want to assure you I said nothing in my talk or my sermon that would have led them to believe that I uh, would agree with them at all, nor was the church practicing anything or teaching anything that would have led to that conclusion. Uh, It was simply what this individual believed, and they felt comfortable articulating that level of anger, which, by the way, it's a crime to speak of killing a U.S. president, uh, to a guest speaker in a Bible-believing, Jesus-honoring church. Well, I've had that same kind of thing happen elsewhere. I've had people on the left express fire and anger and even violent intentions towards uh, candidates on the right and, and President Bush and so on, because anger has become the new religion. And this brings me to the topic of my latest book, which is titled, Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates. I want to suggest to you that Donald Trump articulates a religion of anger. And that is his true religion. You know, uh, Paul Tillich, one of the great theologians and writers in history, in recent history, recent centuries, um, said, gave us a great definition of religion. It is religion is ultimate concern. Uh, obviously, for a Christian, his, ultimate, his or her ultimate concern ought to be the will of God, pleasing God, living for the glory of Jesus, etc. That's what Christianity ought to be. 
But if you're not careful, uh, if you don't, don't look carefully, if you don't ask the questions, if you don't analyze as we ought, then a candidate can articulate anger and it can be mistaken for a holy cause, for a noble cause, even for a religion. And I think there has been for years an undercurrent of anger on the right and the left. And those who give the most uh, effective uh, articulate voice to that anger, or even just the gruffest voice to that anger, capture those votes, capture the votes of those who share their anger. That is clearly what is going on right now with Donald Trump. He articulates anger. He talks about how we've been robbed and how the Obama administration has stolen from us and how rapists are coming over the borders from Mexico. And he raises questions racially, even about blacks. And he talks about punching people in the face. And he talks about, you know, beating people up and driving them off and even having them killed. And, you know, I think that anyone has the right to run for president. And I think Donald Trump even has some good things to say. But the anger that he is articulating, he's the font of political anger on the right. And those who would talk about killing a president, those who would, uh, who are so angry that they would, they are close to violence, uh, they rally to him. This explains, I think, and this is my second observation, uh, why so many evangelicals who ought to be cautious about Donald Trump are in fact supporters. Uh, when you have people like Dr. Falwell at Liberty University first talking about arming all the students so we can kill the invading Muslims, and then second of all, uh, endorsing Trump uh, as opposed to any other candidate, uh, obviously what's going on there is there's a shared anger. Uh, there's not necessarily a shared worldview. There's not necessarily a shared political philosophy. I'm not sure that Donald Trump uh, really has a cohesive uh, political philosophy, and I'm not completely sure Dr. Falwell does. But I do know that they, the one endorsed the other, that Dr. Falwell in, endorsed Donald Trump. And what that led to was an assumption that uh, he shared Trump's anger. Now, I understand righteous anger, and I understand anger over the direction of a country that you love, and I understand uh, anger over wrongs done. That's legitimate. There is a f place for righteous anger, even in politics. The problem with Donald Trump and the problem with some others on the political scene is that they spew anger towards everyone. You know, the other day I was listening to Bernie Sanders and he was articulating a certain amount of uh, anger towards those who are rich. Well, the definition he happened to have given of those who are rich included me. And I have to tell you, I'm, I'm well off, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, a robber baron. And for quite frankly, I would guess that if we you know, went to court or went to a, sat before a, a table full of uh, people we had appointed to judge and Bernie Sanders and I compared our income and compared our holdings, we'd probably find out he's wealthier than I am. But the bottom line is he sees those of us in, in my income bracket uh, as inherently wicked, that we have somehow stolen from others. This again is anger. This is populist anger. Uh, this is economic anger. And it's, and it's unjust. Uh, I'm not protective about what I own, but I can tell you that I've robbed no one. I've earned what I've earned by the grace of God and by hard work and by partnering with good people. And uh, many, many uh, poorer people are in much better shape because of the funds that I've earned, both because I've hired them and because I've given funds to them. No one's been stolen from. No wickedness has been done in terms of stealing from someone else's labors or, you know, uh, invading someone else's property, etc., and yet, that kind of anger works. So 
I want to suggest that, again, the topic of my book, and I'm not just trying to sell books, I'm using it, the title is a tool of analysis, that we must demand religious clarity from our presidential candidates. The beginning of this has to be, don't let anger become a religion. Don't mistake anger for a religion, for a viable political philosophy that's faith-based. It's not. In fact, it's the opposite of religion. You can become angry as a result of a religion. God certainly expressed anger. There's a certain amount of righteous anger that's sanctioned in most religions. However, to be purely angry, to make the religion about anger, uh, leads now to what we see in the Middle East. As one great writer once said, hatred is holy in this part of the world. He was speaking of the Middle East. And we can see that that's true. And I'm wondering if in this presidential election, those same words are true. Has hatred become holy? in the service of our country? Well, be careful. Ask the questions that need to be asked. Don't mistake anger and hatred for religion. Don't make it your religion and don't make it your political philosophy. There have been a great many people who have contributed to the decline of America and we can get our way out. I believe that that is still possible. However, it will not be the haters and the ragers and the angry ones who lead us. It will be those like Lincoln, like Washington, like Reagan and others who have a grasp upon the divine destiny of this land and a grasp upon the principles that lead to political and economic freedom. That's what is going to work. And I have to tell you, I'm very concerned about the number of people who are rallying to Donald Trump and mistaking his anger for their religion, for their belief system, for their political philosophy. Anger cannot be a religion. Anger cannot be a political philosophy. Anger cannot even be a life philosophy. And many people have adapted that. This leads to the violence we see on the floor of Trump rallies. It leads to a lot of the silly statements that we've heard, as, as, as for example, the one I cited from Bernie Sanders, who, who probably would take my property and give it to the poor um, out of the assumption that I have somehow robbed the poor to get to my rather average <laughs> level of success or prosperity. Live more nobly than that. Rise above. Let's ask the questions that need to be asked, even of our own souls and our own thinking about politics. And let's not let anger rule the day. We are a blessed people even yet. We are a privileged people even yet. And to blame minorities, to uh, blame past presidents, to uh, blame certain members of our society and talk violence all the time is to do nothing but destroy the land that we say we love. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.